Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 14 of the broadcast. The title of this week's episode is N.T. Wright, British Theologian and Clergyman. Just as a reminder, if you didn't catch my announcement last month, in the broadcast schedule for the Good Life News podcast and blog, I've designated the first episode of each month to feature a favorite author or book that I've found uplifting and entertaining and inspiring. Reading has always been a huge part of my life since before I started formal schooling as a child. I've literally read hundreds, if not thousands, of books of my lifetime. Not a few of those have had a profound influence on how I think, broadening my horizons, giving me new perspectives, and teaching powerful principles for living. So I'm anxious to share some of those books, as well as favorite authors, with our Good Life News podcast villagers. And so, as we move along each month, I'll choose another author or book to highlight and share with you. I hope you'll be inspired to pick up a book and read it for yourself. But reading itself is so important, I want to do whatever I can do to encourage everyone to make a regular habit of reading great books. So let's talk about Dr. N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright is the former Anglican Bishop of Durham, England, and author of more than 70 books, including Surprised by Hope, The Last Word, and The Meaning of Jesus with Marcus Borg. He taught New Testament studies for 20 years at Cambridge, McGill, and Oxford universities. I became an instant fan of Dr. Wright's books when I first listened to an audio version of Paul, a biography that I discovered on audible.com. Listening to that volume inspired me to order a print copy to have in my library. I've been a serious Bible student ever since my high school days when I was at age 16. I gave my heart to Jesus and invited him into my heart to be my personal Savior and Lord. Through the years, God has led me on a journey of ever-deepening, ever-widening understanding of Scripture. I have experienced many watershed moments on this spiritual journey. Well, listening and then reading Dr. Wright's material in the last few months has provided yet another of those moments, and I'm excited to be able to pass along some of that inspiration to you, I hope, through this podcast there are three of Dr. Wright's books that I have read recently, and I'm going to share a little bit about each of those three a little bit later. They are Simply Jesus, A New Vision of Who He Was, What He Did, and Why He Matters. And then there's Paul, A Biography, which I mentioned a moment ago, and this provides a wonderful portrait of the Apostle's life. And the third book I want to talk about today is called Simply Christian, why Christianity makes sense. As I said, I'll be sharing thoughts about each of those three books in a few moments, but first, 
I want to give you some added details about Dr. Wright himself. Nicholas Thomas Wright was born December 1, 1948, in Morpeth, Northumberland, United Kingdom. Northumberland is England's northeasternmost county, bordering Scotland on the north and the North Sea to the east. It's England's least densely populated county, and it currently has only about 62 people per square kilometer. The countryside is dotted with small towns and the ruins of ancient castles from the days of antiquity. And today, tourism provides a major source of income for the locals. From all indications, Tom, as he was called, was a spiritual child from a very young age. In an interview in 2003, Dr. Wright recalled a time when, at around four or five years of age, he was, quote, sitting by myself at Morpeth and being completely overcome, coming to tears by the fact that God loved me so much that he died for me. Everything that has happened to me since has produced wave upon wave of the same, end quote. In the course of time, Tom became Dr. N.T. Wright, F.R.S.E. Well, when I first read those initials after his name, I had no idea what F.R.S.E. meant. So I did a short search on the internet and discovered these letters stand for Fellowship of the Royal Society of Edinburgh, Scotland's National Academy of Science and Letters. Individuals granted a fellowship in this society have been judged to be, quote, eminently distinguished in their subject, end quote. <laughs> in other words, this is a pretty nerdy, geeky club for intellectuals and super achievers. Regardless, the few books by Dr. Wright that I have read, while addressing some very deep theological concepts, never come across, to me anyway, as stuffy intellectualism or snobbish superiority. On the contrary, even though Dr. Wright's scholarship is impeccable, his writings reveal that same deep spiritual experience he sensed as a child, still moved by God's love and sacrifice for him, a sinner, the same as anyone else. So let's take a look at these three books I mentioned ago. The first is Simply Jesus. I chose Simply Jesus first, not because it was Dr. Wright's first published book, nor because it was the first one I read. It is neither. Instead, as one reviewer stated, quoting, No one living today is writing more thoughtfully and compellingly about Christian theology than N.T. Wright. With Simply Jesus... He takes readers on an illuminating expedition to recover the Christian Messiah. If you have not read right, start now and start with this book, end quote. Another reviewer said, quote, Somewhat to my surprise, I felt that in reading Simply Jesus, I was really coming to know Jesus better. Reading Simply Jesus, I actually felt him near, end quote. I totally agree with these reviewers. The word pictures inspire vivid visual images in the mind's eye as Dr. Wright deftly addresses who Jesus was, what he did, and why it matters. He explains, quoting now from Dr. Wright himself, Jesus, the Jesus we might discover if we really looked, is larger, more disturbing, 
more urgent than we had ever imagined. We, the churches, have reduced the kingdom of God to private piety, the victory of the cross to comfort for the conscience, Easter itself to a happy escapist ending after a sad dark tale. Piety, conscience, and ultimate happiness are important, but not nearly as important as Jesus himself." End quote. The most striking word picture I carried away from this book is the impending perfect storm clash between imperial Rome and the fiercely determined, politically driven Jews. Judea, of course, was to the Romans a small backwater corner of their great empire. On the other hand, to the Jews, the Romans were an occupying army, reminiscent in their minds and in their history of Greece, Medo-Persia, and Babylon, especially Babylon, and then even further back of Assyria and Egypt. The Jewish mindset was that the appearance of the conquering king, Messiah, of Old Testament prophecies would signal the fall of Rome and bring about a restored Jewish empire even greater than the glory days of kings David and Solomon. But Jesus was not the Messiah they expected. He came as a suffering servant instead of a conquering king. Rather than marching with swords against the Romans, Jesus came with an entirely different kind of kingdom, a kingdom of love, peace, humility, caring, kindness, and self-sacrifice. The Son of God, in the weakness of human flesh, walked into the no-man's land between the powerful Roman armies and the Jewish zealots, carrying a message of victory through grace and agape love. Neither the Romans nor the Jews knew what to do with that kind of warfare, and they ended up conspiring together to kill this unorthodox messianic king. The way of the cross brought their ultimate demise, however, but it gained the greatest victory in the history of the world. The second book is entitled Paul, A Biography. As I briefly mentioned above, Paul, A Biography, provides a wonderful portrait of the Apostle's life. It's a large book, 432 pages, plus copious footnotes, a detailed scripture index, and an exhaustive subject index. The audio version takes over 15 hours listening at normal speed. In this presentation of the Apostle's life, Dr. Wright offers a new way of understanding the man Paul and his extraordinary life. Rather than a simple recitation of timeline events, however, Dr. Wright weaves together contemporary cultural, political, and religious forces present in the context of Paul's lifetime. He explains the zealotry that fired the young Pharisee Saul's severe persecution of the growing body of Christ's followers. But then came the Damascus Road experience when everything changed. Saul, the persecuting Pharisee, became Paul, the great advocate of the gospel of grace and the true messiahship of Jesus of Nazareth. Dr. Wright writes in-depth accounts of the Apostles' life events, including broad pictures of social conditions everywhere. He shows the powerful effects of Paul's testimonies wherever he traveled. He explains the background issues causing disruptions in the churches 
in Paul's letters addressing those needs. Reading, actually listening to, this book significantly broadened my understanding of the times and places of the New Testament story. My awareness of behind-the-scenes conditions of life for Paul and his contemporaries was expanded many times over. One major result for me that grew out of reading Paul is that I was inspired to do a deeper dive into the book of Romans, which Dr. Wright explains contains the best and most complete expressions of Paul's theology. To do this, I went to a Christian bookstore and bought a brand new life application study Bible of the Living Translation. And honestly, folks, I do not have the words to express the power and depth of spiritual growth this has brought to me. At this time of my life, it almost feels like I'm just beginning to discover the truths God has been waiting all this time to share with me. And truthfully, I get excited thinking about it and understanding it and just learning more. I stand in awe of what God is doing. Paul, a biography has been a powerful catalyst, opening a new chapter in my walk with God. And the third of the three books today that I want to highlight is called Simply Christian. This is the most recent book I've read of Dr. Wright's. It was actually written previous to Simply Jesus or Paul, a biography. Since I had read the other two books previously, I chose this one in which he lays out some of the basic concepts he develops more in depth in later writings. Reading Simply Christian after reading the others, it struck me as somewhat like checking the recipe after enjoying a delicious dinner dish. For me, it doesn't detract from the joy, but actually enlarges it as I discover the earlier seeds of understanding. In Simply Christian, Dr. Wright meets head-on with questions Christianity has struggled with for centuries. Questions such as, why do we expect justice? Why do we crave spirituality? And why are relationships often so painful? In addressing these perennial questions, Dr. Wright makes the case for the Christian faith from the ground up. Assuming that the reader has no knowledge of and perhaps even some aversion to religion in general, and Christianity in particular. This is a quote from the front flyleaf of the book. Quite frankly, while I did find the book very worthwhile, extremely well written, and full of compelling reasoned arguments, the author does take some theological positions that I find difficult to accept. But seriously, that's what he would expect. He makes a strong case that everyone reads the scriptures through the lenses of their own experience, training, and faith traditions. Dr. Wright would have no problem with me reading the Bible for myself to discover the truths waiting there for incorporation into my life. Simply Christian has been compared favorably with C.S. Lewis's classic Mere Christianity. It is written in the same vein as Mere Christianity and addressed especially to young or new Christians and inquiring non-believers. Christianity Today commented about Simply Christian. The quote is, It will confirm, challenge, and deepen your grasp of Christian faith and practice. End quote. So do yourself a favor. Find a copy of one of Dr. Wright's books and start reading this week. I don't think you'll be disappointed. 
And as I mentioned above, his book, Simply Jesus, is a great place to begin. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I pray you have been blessed. I hope you can join me for next week's episode. I'll be sharing some thoughts about choices and decisions we make and how we make them. What are the underlying motives influencing our thinking which result in the ultimate outworking of deeds in our lives? And just a quick peek farther ahead, coming up on September 6, my featured author that week will be Lee Strobel, and he's the author of The Case for Christ and several other popular Christian books. So be sure to tune in, and if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, Please share them with your family, your friends, or whomever. And my many thanks to you in advance. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.